Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we were in Rome, we do as Romans, and when we were in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians, they eat pizza after the game. Tom and Buck starts now. Back on the air. Our show is still going, Bach. It's been, what, uh, at least two months. Yeah. Kind of surprised they made it this far. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> they might have just forgot about us. They yeah. Might have been just like, they forgot that they hired us. That actually happened to a friend of mine one time. Ever told you that story? Uh, no. A buddy of mine... It was a big conglomerate, big uh, big comp- corporation that took over the radio station. And there was a smaller radio station that nobody ever paid attention to. Uh, and he kind of knew it. So he would go in and do his show, his newscast, and get out of there before the big head of honchos arrived every morning. And so, <laughs> and so they honestly didn't know he worked there. Like he would be on the golf course, record his newscast, be on the golf course by, I don't know, Eight nine o'clock. By the time they got in, they didn't realize, you know, that he was still working there. And then they felt so bad after they had to fire him that they gave him an extra six months of severance. Oh man, that's quite a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what we are. They they don't know that we're still on the air. Didn't you also? Uh, you knew somebody that had lived in the basement of that that place, or was it maybe that, a different? That was place? a different. That, <laughs> I'm telling you, radio people are the most bizarre people you'll ever know. Yeah, I, I, I knew another guy that uh, when he his wife kicked him out, he just moved into the basement of the radio station. <laughs> Without them knowing. <laughs> they, they, they didn't know. For I guess it took them about you know at least three months, three to six months, <laughs> to find out that he was living in the basement. Hey, that's, uh, yeah. that's something we all, yeah. a lot of us hey, learned this, hey, this past year. If this place had a shower, I'd be living here. Yeah. It's, you can live and work at home in the same place. It's a, it's a paradise. <laughs> it's, it's a great place uh, to be. Uh, we do like working here. Because uh, we get to talk about sports, and that's what we're going to do today. 
Uh, Nebraska plays Peru State uh, tonight, the first exhibition game for Nebraska. We'll talk to Chris Bassnett about uh, that particular game. Nebraska volleyball. So you can actually go to the Nebraska game, see the first half. Uh, okay, you get to you know, see a couple of dunks and, and see what this team is going to be made of at 6.30, then get home in plenty of time to see Nebraska volleyball versus Wisconsin tonight. Yeah, they start that. that one late. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. It's going to be on BTN. Uh, Nebraska, of course, undefeated in the league at 16-3 and three versus Wisconsin, number three in the land. Nebraska has moved up to six. Uh, Wisconsin 17-1 and 9-1 and one in the league. So that's going to be fun to watch uh, volleyball as well. I, th- I think I might watch probably the entire game uh, if I can get through it and then uh, go home and watch, I, I guess, would be the end of the volleyball match. Or you can DVR it. You got DVR? Yeah, I, I, I want to see it live. Because uh, you know me, I I, I want to be in bed. Uh, for, that's yeah, one of yeah. the big thing. I, I want to be in bed by nine. Uh, so there you go. Nebraska volleyball tonight. Uh, we will have Chris Bassett talking about the basketball game and uh, breaking down the Husker football game a little bit later on uh, within the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, also, our Big Ten Blitz. We're heavy on the guest today. Tom Deanhart, who covers Purdue football for goldandblack.com. We'll be on our show. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, he used to work for the Big Ten Network at one time, yeah. too. Uh, so he's been around and knows uh, college football in general and the Big Ten at a very high level. So it'll be fun to talk to Do him. Do you think if we ask him our question about uh, who's the second best team in the Big Ten, he'll, he'll go with Purdue? Can Purdue be a, an answer? We haven't <laughs> said that answer. Uh, I th- I'd go with Wisconsin right now. Yeah. I think I'd go Wisconsin right now. Or Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota beat Purdue, so they're yeah. over the edge. Minnesota there. should be... Let's let's face it. They should be five and one with their one loss being, or six and one with their one loss being Ohio State. Yeah, uh, and they're down to their third and fourth string running backs, both of which went over a hundred yards on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, doesn't I, matter who's running behind that line; they're uh, getting hundred yards. I'm seeing uh, Daniel Falele be a first round pick. I mean, that's their four hundred pounder. Oh wow! Uh, the offensive tackle. I think he's he's projected in some mock drafts as being a first round pick. That that offensive line. I, I said it when I watched uh, – I tweeted it uh, when I watched Ohio State play Minnesota early in the season. I, th- I, I wish Nebraska would look like that physically. Um, maybe I think not. they're the biggest offensive line in the nation. <laughs> it's just a huge offensive line, and they, it's, they mow people down. But they've dominated Nebraska at the line of scrimmage for the last three years. Oh, yeah. Um, which is really distressing. Uh, but that's a, that's a good football team, and I might go with Minnesota – as the second best team in the West, and heck, they they're they're close to as being as good as Iowa. Yeah, I, I was no longer the dominant uh, team in the West. Yeah, Purdue beat them. Obviously, Minnesota will have a chance. They haven't played them yet. Uh, in fact, that's the team that controls their own destiny in the West is Minnesota because they play both Iowa and Wisconsin yet to come. Yeah, they, they and, went out. They're winning the West. Yeah, I think they have a chance at doing it. I mean, that that game's going to be fun. Of course, Iowa and Wisconsin this week uh, will go a long ways in in, in figuring that thing out too. And uh, you know, I, I might say this a little bit later, but that's that's really intriguing because Wisconsin's favored by three. They yeah. seem to have more momentum. They've won their last couple of games, and Iowa, of course, dropped that one to Purdue. But it is a matchup of the two opposite ends of the turnover battle where the Wisconsin is the worst team at turnover margin in the big 10. I was the best team at turnover margin in the big 10 and Wisconsin's favored by three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, 
The Big Ten is like the NFL. We've said that before on the show. It's a lot of one-score games. And it kind of heightens the importance of uh, you know playing good special teams and not committing penalties or turnovers. Uh, and Minnesota's the definition of that. They had the, the clunker, obviously, gets Bowling Green. But they're the definition of winning one-score games and, you know, time of possession and old Grinding school, you out. Old school football. Yeah. It is it – is, I mean, we've always said that about the Big Ten, or we have a lot, that it kind of sets football back 50 years, but it works in this league. And teams that try to bring their own style into this league, Scott Frost, Mike Loxley, they haven't necessarily always worked. Yeah, Rich Rod had a yeah. tough go at it. Yeah, you think that you can change the league and how the Big Ten operates – and nobody ever seems to be able to do it. Uh, with Ohio State does their own thing, obviously. Yeah. They're in a different category. They're they recruit th- that. at the top level of college football, yeah. so they can do whatever they want. They, they do it in a different way because they recruit in a different way. Um, but the rest of the Big Ten has had to find out what Scott Frost has found out, or some of the coaches that have come into this league and not lasted very long, have had to figure out what Scott Frost is figuring out. That, yeah, you have to adjust your offense to the Big Ten. That was the famous comment. I, I hope they'll have to adjust to us. No, you're going to have to adjust to them. Well, and it's kind of funny because Nebraska keeps, you know, the, the, the mantra seems to be this year's we're close. We're this close. And, of course, after three and five and losing all one possession games, you would say that. But that that's that's kind of the whole idea is that you're going to be that close. But if yeah. you don't get the details ironed out, yeah. that's going to be the problem. You can get as close as you want. These teams will will basically game plan for you yeah. to be close because they're going to grind it out and they're going to use the time yeah. of possession. Um, but they're going to ultimately win if, the, if you make a few more mistakes than they do. So yeah. and it's something that happens every year too i mean before when nebraska's in the big 10 uh when, ne- when nebraska's in the big 12 excuse me and you'd look at the big 10 i remember always going yeah that league there's too many uh, you know simple football it's uh, you know it, it's not it, it's not into the modern day uh, of college football but it happened every year and now it happens every year still where uh, ohio state or, or you know the big team even penn state this last week will get knocked off to a team that just maybe doesn't have a great record maybe it's not great overall but they know they they just know the details they yeah. play good football um they, they're coached up well and on that saturday they, they'll get they'll get you yeah uh, that that's the Big Ten. I mean, look at Illinois. I mean, it looked like they were going nowhere fast. I thought they were the worst team, and maybe they are among the worst teams still. But they knock off Penn State, and they throw for what a total of. I mean, Art Zukowski threw for a total of like fifty yards, if that yeah. 30, 38 yards. But they have. He's had, out for the season. Uh, yeah, he's like out. Uh, yeah, he broke a broke a arm. It looked bad when he landed. Looked, I was worried about that it. That looked really bad. So he's out. Um, but they win the game. Because they have a 133 yard rusher in Chase Brown. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of the league that we're in. 464 5685. It's the Starter Hamid text line. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys today. The, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 464 5685, same number. And uh, we are on Twitch, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. You can see us uh, on the camera. We'll wave at you. There, there we are. <laughs> um, Trev Albert spoke on his radio show. Last night, would you like to hear some of the things he said? Yeah. Okay. I'm always um, interested in Trev. I am too. Um, he did say on Sports Nightly that uh, I think that there is a time and space to talk about, you know, the coaching situation. He mentioned several times how proud he is, but he says he's not into making big, bold statements about a coach's standing during the season, but did express support and confidence for his fourth-year head coach, Scott Frost. Uh, he said, again, I do think there is a time and a space for that. All I can tell you is I've been um, 
extraordinarily proud of Coach Frost and our coaching staff. I love the work. I love working with Scott Frost. Uh, we will continue working together. I see great things for our football program. Uh, I watch other institutions fire coaches after two games. I know it's crazy, la-la land in some of those respects, but I'm proud of what Coach Frost has done and his staff has done. Uh, we have four games in the next five weeks, and I think uh, there's a great opportunity for us, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them play well against Purdue. It's Again, it feels like that theme, man, I'd really like to make this thing work. Let's yeah. Coach Frost. And I, he's he's invested, and I think he's in a different situation than most athletic directors at Nebraska have been, um, certainly than Sean Eichhorst, where it was a Nebraska guy, but he wasn't a Nebraska guy, Sean Eichhorst, necessarily. Uh, so in this case, it's a Nebraska guy with a famous Nebraska quarterback, and I think there's a lot of pressure, not on just not just on Frost, but on Trev Alberts to make it work with Frost. It feels like there is. Yeah, I mean, there's pressure there, but I mean, it's also like he's somewhat playing with house money, right? I mean, he's brought in, uh, I mean, the, the, the record is what it is four years in, and so he, he kind of gets to, I mean, I, I don't think that if ultimately you have to let Frost go, there's no way that Trev Alberts is going to be, you know, be blamed for it and let go as well. So uh, it is, it's kind of an interesting situation for him to be in, and, and I'm glad that he's making the statements that he is. I mean, can you imagine an athletic director um, going up and down with the waves like we do, you know, coming out uh, like, uh, I don't know if he's going to make it till the end right, of the season, right. you know, uh, all that. Um, there's still plenty of football to be left. A lot of the fan base is frustrated and uh, maybe not too hopeful because of the past records against these teams, yeah. but you have to let this thing play out. You have to see how it goes and see if the momentum toward the end of the season is something that you're interested in moving forward or if it seems like it's just kind of getting stale and maybe you'll have to make a move. But um, the the – the big thing is is just to continue to, to show support. I mean, we saw that yeah. and how that boiled out, you know, maybe Bo Pelini with Sean Eichhorst. There was no support there. Um, yeah. And it just – it. You know, it was just very awkward and just and, and I'm sure even working and in, walking into the office was strange. And any time they ran into each other in the elevator. Well, this time, you know, these guys are, are working together um, and, and going to do everything they can to make it work. Except for this weekend. Trev has a wedding to go to. That's right. His, uh, well, <laughs> it was planned before he took the gig at Nebraska as athletic director. His son Chase is getting married on Halloween. Uh, or no, he's getting, the day before uh, the day before right? Hall yeah. the day before Halloween. Uh, Sunday is Halloween, but uh, yeah, he's he's going to his son's wedding, which he <laughs> said last night. My wife uh, had a discussion. We had a good talk, and she's uh, now asking me to be at my son's wedding. So I think I will. Uh, probably you would think that's. Uh... I mean, that's good overall as a father, as we know, but that's, uh, I mean, we, like, just fans most of the time will tell their relatives, yeah. hey, don't schedule for a Husker yeah, football and he's game. Yeah, he's a former Husker All-American. Yeah. He's one of the best. You would think that he would have carte blanche on that one. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever getting married on a Husker football Saturday. Let's move the wedding. I'm a bit, I'm kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal. Uh, so, that's going on. So, he won't be at the game, uh, but... I, I would imagine he'll have his phone in hand and you know somehow manage. <laughs> you think he's doing what the rest of us do? Just, I don't know. Just looking around, hoping his wife doesn't. Well, look it's an awkward way. situation. I mean, if anybody's job kind of hinges on Nebraska football, yeah, it's Scott Frost, but also Trev Alberts. Yep. And his son, I would have said, you know what, uh, you, you got to move that day. Yeah. You got you got to move it to some other day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they're they're doing it, um, and Trev Alberts. Uh, it's an interesting conversation to me 
uh, because he saw the firing when he was he was an ESPN host mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and he remembers vividly. He spoke out about the Frank Solage firing, uh, and I think in some ways at that point he was like on board with it because the whole statement right. of of Steve Peterson, you can't let this thing seek to sink to mediocrity, uh, and we won't surrender the Big Ten to Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, all those statements. And I remember him kind of agreeing with that. Uh, and that was a similar situation where you had a legendary coach in Frank Solich as the head man. Um, and they went nine and three that year. And then Frank was fired. So a much better situation than what we're currently experiencing. Oh yeah. Um, and he is, you know, in different from, from Frost, he actually, you know, was there when Frank was there. So he had a, a loyalty or a certain sense of emotion, I'm sure, some attachment to Frank, whereas he didn't uh, He didn't with Frost. I mean, I'm sure he had to get to know. I mean, he, I'm, he's met Frost and he's had encounters with Frost, but this is a little bit different. So uh, I, I just think it's a, a part of his maturity. And when he was on ESPN, it was like, you have to have a big, bold take. And he did at that time. Now I think he's he's inside the house and he realizes, man, there's a lot more to it. There's so much more when you actually have to make this decision and the politics surrounding it, it would just be better for all of us if I could make it work with the guy that's here. Well, and it's funny, too. I mean, I, I, I know that some people would held um, some of Trev Albert's wording at ESPN against him for the Frank Solge firing. I, I, you know, you just can't do that, in my opinion, because uh, it is two different jobs. I mean, you don't expect an ESPN commentator to say the same thing as an athletic director would, um, like we said, like you just said. I mean, you, you're on there to get views, um, to get attention, to get um, interest. As an athletic director, you're trying to keep things kind of the opposite um, of that, stable, stay out of the way, um, you know, keep things moving on. And then the other thing is the program was just at such a different spot at that time. Um, you know, we, we talk about winning, losing or firing nine lot or nine win coaches. The problem for Frank was seven and seven. It wasn't nine and three. I mean, uh, nine and three was a, pro- was part of it, but seven and seven was shocking. That was the year before, obviously. Uh, um, and it was like, Nebraska hadn't had a winning, hadn't had a non winning season since the sixties. So it was just complete. I mean, it looked like it was falling apart. Yeah. And then the next year, yeah, you won nine, but the defense was kind of was kind of the reason why. And you know, you were still losing blowout games to the better opponents. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I still and I I'll always contend, and and people will maybe argue this, and and it doesn't age as well. But that Frank Solich firing was just it was time. I, um, I thought so at the time. I just didn't. It it's very similar to the firing of Bo Pelini. Okay, I I agree with that. But don't hire Riley. Right. It's the it's the hiring. It's that, the, that, it's that the hurts. hiring part. There was no plan. There was no plan whatsoever uh, after you fired Frank. And it was one year after you'd made all those coaching staff changes. Uh, Charlie McBride had moved on. Milt Teneper had moved on. Those guys were done. Uh, they had earned their national titles. They had gone 60-3. and Frank brought in his new staff. They went 9-3. and um, But it wasn't good enough. Well, I, coaching staff changes, and we might see it this year, often prelude the firing of the head coach the next uh, season. It's because it's a last-ditch effort to say, hey, it's not my fault. Uh, it's, it's, it's these three or four uh, guys, and, and, we'll, and, uh, we'll, and we'll fix that. And uh, then it's not the head guy's fault, but ultimately, usually, it does land on right. the head guy. Well, in, in the defense of Frank at that point, those guys had put in the work, and they were getting older, and they didn't want to necessarily get on planes and go recruit in Florida, California, Texas all the time. It's like, I've done all that. I've earned my stripes. Get the younger dudes to do it. I'll coach. 
And that's one of the reasons. <laughs> just a bunch of old guys going, where's the younger dudes? <laughs> that's one of the reasons the older dudes uh, love the NFL as opposed to college football. There's too much recruiting and maintenance that has to be done and detail work that has to be done. So you're better off if you're an older guy coaching in the NFL, I think, than coaching in college football. But that's kind of what happened, I think, to Frank. Um, but there'll be a decision to be made, uh, you know, either to stay put and do this thing um, and, you know, do it with the staff that they have now and make no changes because I know people that also feel that way. I, I don't want any changes being made because that's part of the big problems that we've had on defense is you change coordinators, you change assistants, and there's no continuity and you never get anywhere. So I've heard, I've heard that, that from uh, loyal fans that I've talked to on a regular basis that don't want to even see one ounce of change. Yeah. Keep this thing going. Uh, but you, you can't keep making that argument forever. Uh, somebody, Walter says, abolish uh, fall weddings. I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, <laughs> bye weeks. That's, bye, the that's what the bye week is for. Yeah. I mean, it, Trev, come on. But those are tough weekends to get. I mean, those are tough to book at those places. So. Uh, well, there might be enough money in that family where you could just do it anywhere. Yeah. You just buy, <laughs> buy a place and just do it. Well, the other thing is, you know, sometimes... It's just trying to prognosticate how big that game will be. Yeah. So you so, say, well, let's we better just do uh, Purdue. Purdue's not very yeah. good. Let's just do the Purdue week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're not doing Ohio State week. Come on, yeah. guys, come that's, to our wedding. That's right. Um, somebody's asking if you can stream the game tonight. I, I do not know that. It might be. Is it available on BTN? Plus? I think it's BTN Plus. Yeah. yeah, I think it's illegal. Otherwise, they do that thing. <laughs> they this, they do the thing early in the season where they get the college students to do a lot of these games. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're doing that again this year. DP said Buzzy Carruthers, uh, of course, has a show here on, on the ticket and yeah. works with the Nebraska basketball team, is, is going to do it tonight. So oh, that'll Buzzy's be really doing, cool. Oh, yeah. they, and he's got a great voice. Oh, so. the guy has pipes. Yeah. The guy, I wish he would uh, coach the team and do PA. Oh, yeah, yeah. He that, that would that be too, awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Just from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> it would be really loud. Obviously, it would be over the top great because he's got the. he's definitely got the pipes. I, I love Buzzy Carruthers. Um, we've got a, a big show, as we've mentioned, uh, Big Ten Blitz a little bit later on. Tom Deanhart, uh, who works for goldenblack.com, covers Purdue football. Box uh, 10 today, I think Purdue alums? Yeah, famous alumni. Are there any good ones? Yeah, there's like six. <laughs> and then <laughs> I have some other ones, too. And then too. you're just adding, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve Sippel will be on the show to talk some uh, Husker. F- he had some weird things to say. Not, not weird things. He had some... Some thought-provoking, uh, uh, controversial a little controversial, bit for some yeah. people. Uh, things to say about what Hoiberg needs to accomplish this year. So we'll ask him about that, uh, and uh, we'll talk to Chris Bastet of the Lincoln Journal Star. We'll do that coming up next on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching ninety-three point seven a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.